Welcome to the Go and Tell Gals podcast with Jess Connolly and Kanisha Bikes. Today, we're talking to one of our friends, a woman who runs on mission. We are praying this conversation leaves you fired up and ready to go right where you're at. We're super thankful for you. Let's go. We have Melody Malone here. I am so excited to sit with you, Melody, here at Go and Tell Gals. Yeah. You are such a force to be reckoned with, someone who so many people look up to, and also beyond that, who you are as a human being shows so deeply in your worship. I mean, I kind of feel like that's cheapening you a little bit, so I'm happy to really dig into who you are and just having you as a voice here today with us to talk about all the things. So oh my goodness. Well, that just set me up, I think, for failure, no, maybe. That was absolutely so not. Kind. No, so it's so true. To be here with you guys. It's so true. Yeah. So with that, can you maybe just tell us a little bit about who Melody is? Yeah. Absolutely. I am currently in the city of Atlanta, Georgia. I've been here for 11 years now, and I'm a part of Passion City Church. I love every minute of it. I was asked in college if I was ever going to be a worship leader at a church, and I said, no. In no uncertain terms, I will never work at a (laughs) church. And here I am, Full time, and then you had to eat those words. I had to eat them. I have never said no again because I realized you just don't do that with God because you never know what He's going to do. So I'm here in Atlanta. I'm single. Part of Passion Music as well, which we haven't obviously been traveling for a little while now because of COVID, but love being a part of what God's doing in Atlanta and in Passion City Church. So it's pretty awesome. So with that, you know, obviously here with the podcast and with Go and Tell, we are all about mission and Mm -hmm. empowering and encouraging women to walk in their God-fulfilled calling, right? And that is obviously one of the reasons that you're here, aside from the fact that you're just an awesome human being. But I would love to hear about what mission means to you. You know, you are a worship leader for Passion City. And what does mission look like for you? What does it mean to you? Yeah. Honestly, I thought about this for a little while and I was like, I have the most simple answer. And I think that's what I'm going to stick with. For me, when it boils down to it, at the end of the day, my mission in life is to love God and to love people. You look at Matthew 22 and what God says, you know, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all Mm, your mind. And the second greatest is to love your neighbor as yourself. And I think when I was younger, I had the tendency to complicate that. And I had the tendency to complicate mission and calling and purpose into things that I love and I enjoy and do make me come alive. But at the end of the day, I could never set foot on a stage again. And my mission would stay Mm. the same. My mission would still be to love God and would still be to love people. And whether that means I am in front of a few hundred people every week on a Sunday leading worship, or I have like the five people that are in my close circle, I think my mission is still the same. And I think, you know, it's not always easy Mm. to realize that, you know? Yes. I do know. And (laughs) I mean, 
because we do have dreams and ambition and things that we want to do in life. And that's not a bad thing. But I think it's when I realize if I'm unsatisfied, if I need a stage to feel like I'm fulfilling my mission in life, then I've missed the point. And I'm desiring something other than fully just loving God and loving people. You said a lot. I think that that part, that last part that you just said, if I need a stage to feel like I'm accomplishing the mission of God in my life, then I'm doing something wrong. I think I wanted to ask you, you know, when you said that it's not easy, it's it's actually hard. Sometimes it is complicated. What would you say to our listeners out there, our friends who are in kind of those seasons where they do feel like it's complicated? It's hard. It's hard to continue the mission. Is there anything that you'd be able to offer them? I think for me, loving God and loving people is difficult for a couple of reasons. One thing is I always want to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Like I... I'm a, if we're going to talk about Enneagram, I don't know. I'm a one. <laughs> oh, and oh, so, Brenna is a one too. Brenna yes, is a one I as well. That's true. <laughs> I'm through and through a one. I get it. Yep. <laughs> Me too. So you get it that like, I never want to do the wrong thing. I always want to do the right thing. But when it comes to daily obedience to the Holy Spirit, there's not a fail safe for that. It's not, I'm not always going to get it right. And so I have to be willing to have faith that I can hear from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. trust that he's going to lead and guide me but also have the humility to be able to admit when I'm wrong right. and when I've messed up and apologize and ask for forgiveness. But it's it's totally Psalm 119. And I love the message of it version. It says like my life, one long response, like one long mm. obedient response. And so I think it's being willing to like be thankful that there's grace every day. There's new mercies every day at the foot of the cross. And it's just saying moment by moment, I'm going to do my best to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and listen And whether that's, you know, and just also realize I'm not always going to get it right. And that's okay. You know, we're all going to make mistakes in that. We're human at this point. And so I think the second thing I would say is loving people is risky because it involves relationships. Relationships are complicated (laughs) and hard. And vulnerability is a scary thing because we're all, I mean, there's just going to be this, we're just opening ourselves up to to be hurt, if I'm really honest, True. you know, and I, but I, I think, I mean, if you look at the way Jesus lived, his 12 disciples, two of which one was Peter who denied him three times, you know, at his most vulnerable and Judas who completely betrayed him. Yeah. And yet he opened himself up and he brought those people into his closest 12 people on earth while he was here. And so I think there's something to be said for taking Jesus example and that and learning that we're meant for community Jesus, you know, look at the Holy Trinity, like that, we're not going to get into theology of that, but we have a relational God, <laughs> you know, like, and so we were created for relationship, but I think we have to realize it's risky. We're not always going to get it right, but at the end it's worth it because it's who God created us to be. I love that. So we're leaning into even more. So I think I like to look at it. I'm an eight wing seven. So nice. I don't like boxes and boundaries. <laughs> don't put me in a box. It is the quickest way you'll get me to like shut down. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times for me, when I feel my flesh wanting to retreat, when I feel mm-hmm. my soul wanting to run away, that is when I know it's time actually to dig a little bit deeper and to lean in a little bit further. Yeah, I could not agree with you. It's not easy by any means. I think we're up against a lot of things here, but it is so worth it. 
so yeah. worth it to do that. Yeah. And I think like I've been learning recently that when God takes me to those places where I don't necessarily want to stay, like if there's some kind of tension that I feel, I have learned to stay with Jesus in it and let him do the work in me to figure out, okay, what's really going on here as a, you know, I like to just kind of throw things that I don't understand over my shoulder and be like, I will deal with that later. But I'm realizing, no, like there's a purpose in it and Jesus is in that. So sit with him, let him take you through it because mm. there's something that he wants to show you on the other side. And won't he it. do it? I mean, I know yes. that's such a hashtag cliche, whatever, but yeah. legitimately he time and time again will do it. He just yes. always does. So you are obviously, you know, and, and I'm so sorry if this seems like kind of crass, just saying like, you're a public figure. I know you didn't ask for that. You didn't ask for a stage and ask for a platform. I don't know you well, obviously, but I know just from speaking to you now, I can see your heart and hear your heart and just how authentic you are as a person. And this is not like, you're not like, yeah, look at me. I'm on stage. Most people wouldn't want that anyway. Yeah. But you do have that. That is what you've been given. And Mm -hmm. you, again, you know, have performed or performed is probably a horrible word there. It's a hard (laughs) one. You've (laughs) ushered people into the presence of God. (laughs) I've attempted to. Yeah, yeah. You've, you know, given yourself in that way to this gift, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's so easy, I think, especially right now with so many people that we see who fall publicly, who have you know platforms, mm-hmm. who are representatives of the gospel. It's so easy to fall into that trap of forgetting your why, yeah. forgetting who is behind all of this or in front of yeah. all of this in the first place. So I think I just feel like so compelled to even just say thank you, like not... Mm-hmm. I don't know why that makes me emotional, Brenna. <laughs> Brenna knows that, like, I cry, like, she's seen now I cry about everything. But honestly, I think it just touches my heart to, like, not saying that, I, again, I don't know you and no one's perfect, but I just, yeah. just, I just again feel compelled to say thank you for using your gift in the way mm-hmm. that you are using it. And I don't think it's, it's not easy for any of us to step out into whatever it is that God is calling us to. So thank you, first of all, before I ask the question for doing that, keep going, keep doing uh, what you're doing. But how do you continue to, you know, walk that line and not make it about you? You know, how do you keep it for the good and the glory, if you will, of God? How's God remain the center of what you're doing? Yeah, I think, two things. And again, I feel like these are all so simple, but I think one thing that I have to make sure that I do is I'm constantly in the word of God, Mm. because when you're in the word of God and you see who Jesus is and you see who God is, it gets really difficult to think highly of yourself whatsoever Mm. Mm. (laughs) because you you remember and you see that it's all grace and it's all a gift. Yeah. And everything that I have been given is from him, literally. Like that's the only reason I do what I do. And I'm such an introvert. So it makes no sense to me whatsoever (laughs) why God has chosen me to do what I do. So that's also, and I know me, you know, I know my heart. I know my thoughts. I know all of those things that I struggle with. And I know all of those things that people don't see that they don't see on Instagram or they don't get on a stage. And so I think honestly, the Holy Spirit is really great at doing the convicting and keeping me exactly where I need to be. And then too, I just, 
I've been blessed with people around me that keep me humble and keep perspective and that I'm honest and open with. And they are really good and they could care less. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and you, we, I think everybody needs those people in their life. I think you need those people. They're gonna, Hey, call you out on things, you know, and be willing to say, I don't care if you're on a stage or not. You know, I don't care. Like you're just melody. Like, yes, created by the creator, but also just Melody. Exactly. I would not disagree with you on that. We all need those people. It's just like my grandmother used to say, this old black Southern woman who was a force to be reckoned with herself. But she would always say... I was a child who would, was really intimidated by people, which is actually, as an adult, people who know me now would say, how in the like, world really? was that you? But I was. I was really intimidated by people, especially bullies. And she would tell me, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Now, when I was 10, 11, 12, 13, that really didn't resonate with me. I was like, I don't understand totally. what that means. But now I cannot tell you how many times I've used that in my head just to remind myself when I'm going into spaces and places where people, you know, have these elevated platforms or, you know, whatever the case that they put their pants on yeah. one leg at a time, just like me. And yeah. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everybody else. So I'm no, I'm also in that space of like not being better than anyone. Right. Yes. So yes. it's a good reminder. Well, and I love, I actually, just recently read Jess's book, You Are the Girl for the Job. I love how she talks so much about not walking into a situation thinking about what my ability is, but judging it by God's capability, Mm, you know? And so I think that like, that for me was a lot of, that was game changing when I read that. And I mean, I knew that, but just the way that she put that, it was like, okay, I can now walk into any situation and say, okay, I'm not going to like judge whatever is about to happen because I'm not able in this situation to do this, especially leading worship. I'm not able to change people's hearts. I'm not able to illuminate them for salvation. Mm. That is all the Holy Spirit. And so when you keep that in perspective, it's really one of those things that just keeps you dependent. And I think a lot of life is Jesus keeping us dependent on him. Yes. Yes. Amen. (laughs) And I need (laughs) to be dependent on him. Like no more now than ever realize that I am so needy and I want to be needy. And it's when I think that I am not in need or when I am not needing him, then I am in a very dangerous place. Yeah, totally. friends, just interrupting this conversation for a quick note. Since we're just relaunching the podcast, we'd love to hear from you about what you want to hear in this space. Go ahead and email podcast at goandtellgals.com with any dreams, any ideas you have about this podcast. Who do you want to hear from? What conversations would you like us to talk about? How can we further encourage and equip you? Tell us everything. All right, let's get back to our conversation. So I want to shift a little bit here, and there are a few more questions that I have for you, and hopefully we're able to get to them. But one thing that I've kind of been turning over in my head and my heart, if you will, over the past year, more specifically, mm-hmm. is you are a creative. And, you know, at least that's what I would call you. Would you would you agree? An artist, a creative? Yeah. And creativity for me, I am also a creative. So I have realize that this is my way of communing with my creator, with God. Mm -hmm. 
And it's kind of become this beautiful dance, if you will. I started out furniture, so painting, putting my hands to something, floral arranging, tablescapes, putting together rooms. All those things are means by which I get to be with my creator and he gets to remind me what he's given me and who he's made me to be and who he is in my life. So for you as a creative and as an artist, how do you find that your creativity brings you closer to mission and closer to God? That's a great question. I have interesting thoughts when it comes to myself and being a creative (laughs) because I am also very OCD, very organized, very like, very one, you know, as we've talked about. (laughs) And so sometimes I'm like, God, I know you didn't make a mistake. I know this is like who I am and how I'm supposed to be, but I don't feel like I lean fully into that huge creative space. And I finally had to come to realize like, this is who God created me to be. And I am enthralled by how music somehow connects us to the heart of God Mm. in such a way that I can't put words around that somehow he created music and he Mm. commands us to sing and to worship. And we have a whole book of the Bible and Psalms that is all about that. And the fact that I can't put words around it and can't understand it is incredible to me. And so I think for me, just being in those spaces of just going to my piano and playing a chord progression down and Mm. just seeing what comes out of that, that, knowing that the Holy Spirit is there, that Jesus is there, somehow I'm connected to the heart of the Father in that for me. And so that's, that is like one of the creative aspects for me. And I'm kind of like you, I love beautiful spaces. I like designing beautiful spaces. You guys can't see, but we're, we're on video here and I'm looking at her space and it actually, I was admiring your bookshelf styling. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you. It's actually kind of amazing. So, oh, well, I, I bought a home this year and (laughs) like redesigned it. And so that for me this year was a way that I did feel like I communed with Jesus a little bit Mm. closer in that creativity in the midst of the chaos of this year. And so I'm grateful for that. And so I think it is those things like what you're saying, the flowers and all of that kind of stuff for me that, I don't understand it. I can't put words around it, like I said, but somehow it's a reflection of the beauty of who Jesus is. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. So in communion, one of the things that we do is we remember, right? And so as I'm thinking more about communion, thinking more about remembrance and the quote-unquote art of remembering, Mm. three words kind of come to my mind. It's rehearse, retell, remember. And so how are you rehearsing, retelling, remembering the goodness of God in your life and how are you bringing others alongside of you? Because I think naturally you do that anyway, right? As a worship leader, you are naturally helping people recall, retell, remember, or rehearse, retell, remember. But how are you outside of what we can see, obviously, in the public? How are you doing that? Like, what do you love about remembering the goodness of God? It literally gives me chills, like when I talk about it. Yeah. I love the wording that you're putting around the rehearsing, the retelling, the, and the rehearsing that actually I worked on a song for this past Christmas. And in it, we talked about rehearsing the coming joy that we are going to be able to experience mm. and how even Christmas itself is an example of that. It's a, like even like decorating the Christmas tree and all of the like presents that we get and celebrating, eating meals together, how all of those things are really us rehearsing what we're going to experience when we stand around the throne of God one yeah, day. Yeah. And so I love that you use that, that word around it. Mm. I think for me, I'm a journaler. And so like I 
I, I try to write down those things and specific ways that I see God at work every day and remember and say, okay, even at the end of the day, what are my top three things? Like very practically, what were the top three moments that I spent with Jesus today? And just being grateful and mm. being thankful for those moments. And the more that I ask myself those questions, the more that I see them in mm. the like in the middle of the mundane. And then I think too, it's just trying to be intentional in my conversations with friends and you know, saying, Hey, you know, just having positive conversation about what God is teaching me, what I'm seeing in scripture, mm. asking questions, like being a good question asker, yes. not just about the like, not just about, you know, what's the last thing you watched on TV, which you can't, you know, obviously, right. but trying to get into those deep questions of like, how are you experiencing God? How are you yes. seeing him? You know, it's just asking questions. I feel yeah. like it's a really good way to do what you're saying. Yeah. I love the idea of the last part that you said, which was experiencing, like, how are you experiencing God? I think that that is such a profound and impactful question because it kind of encompasses the whole Rehearse, Retail, Remember, right? Mm -hmm. So that is so beautiful. Brenna, do you have any thoughts on any of those last two little pieces? Yeah, I love that. How are you experiencing God question? When I think back on some of my favorite moments and genuinely my favorite people, it's because they ask me those questions. They ask me like, what does God feel like to you today? Mm. Yeah. And I try not to be so feelings-based because that comes really naturally to me. And I know that that is not (laughs) true. That's not the cap. But it does count for something. I'm like, God made me a feeling person for some reason. And so, yeah, yeah, how are you experiencing? How are you sensing God? How are you moving about God? I love that. That's awesome. I love that too. You know, it's a lot of, I go back to Genesis. Actually, maybe it's it's Exodus where Moses encounters the burning bush. And if you go back to that story, it says that God spoke to him when he turned aside and noticed that the bush was burning. And so I think so much of the time, God is just waiting for us to turn aside Mm. and notice him for him to speak to us. And I think having people to ask questions like that and shifting our perspective it, we can just, he's been around and he's been in the things of the mundane the whole time. Yep. If we'll just take a second look and pause and see like, okay, Jesus is here and he's in this. You know, we don't have to just kind of, oh, it's the word that I'm looking for. We know we expect Jesus to show up when we go into a church building or in all of these certain, you know, circumstances and, and situations. Expected. But I think he's just got such a greater invitation for all of us in the everyday. That part right there is my favorite part. He has such a greater invitation for us. I want to eat that all day today and just like meditate on that thought. I am so thankful for your time today, Melody. So thankful for who you are. I love you even more now. I hope that we get to meet in person. You are in Atlanta, which is slightly home for me. So maybe at some point. We'll, we'll get to shake hands and hug necks and all that good stuff. But before we go, I would love it. I would love to ask you, which is something that we ask all of our guests, how can we be praying for you and how can we support you? Mm, oh my goodness. Y'all are so special to you and ask that question. Even just getting to talk to you guys has been such a blessing for me today and so encouraging to get to meet you guys. I think for us in this season, you know, it's trying to figure out how we can fully, you know, when you have such a big part of what you think you do that Mm -hmm. gets taken away, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, but it's exactly what we were talking about. It's realizing that I'm still on mission every day, even though I don't have that stage that I'm walking on to. 
But I think that it's being okay with that and being okay with the rest and sitting in that and trying to figure out what what God wants to do in the middle of all of those mm. relationships and being at home and being still and being quiet. Yes. And also listening and figuring out what he does have next, I right. think for us and being ready. And I think I can see him doing a lot in our relationships. Honestly, as our, as a band, I see God doing a lot in us and I'm ready for that because I think whatever he does there, it's personal right now, but we're going to see the fruit of that in months and years to come. And so I think that God would just continue to do the work in us so that we can then help other people experience His goodness and His faithfulness. Amen. We are with you, praying for you, and honestly, honestly excited for whatever is ahead for you and for your team and for passion. So thankful again for you you being here. Thank you so much, Melody. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Maybe I'll get out to Seattle too. I'm down for that. (laughs) Listen, this is the time of year. It's not bad. It's actually really nice this time of year. It's one of the most beautiful places I have ever been. I thought I had entered a movie when I like when we when we flew in. I was like, no way, these trees are real. It's just <laughs> it's gorgeous out there. So I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks again. I love it. Thank you guys. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are grateful that you were able to listen in. If you love this episode, would you do us a favor and leave a review so other friends can find this episode? We pray it encouraged you and left you feeling equipped to run on mission right where you're at. We're super grateful for you and we will see you next week.